teacher, the Buddha. Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambutasa. Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambutasa. Namo Tassa Bhagavato Arahato Sama Sambutasa. Bhutang Dhammang Sankang Namasami. So uh, when we sit on retreat, can people in the back hear me all right? Yeah, great. When we sit on re- no? <coughs> Maybe you need to come a little forward. Can you hear me now? Yeah, great. So when we sit on retreat, um, we have long periods of time of nothing much going on. You know, sit and watch your breath, sit and watch your mind, sit and watch the feelings changing. And, uh, and yet, in that sitting doing nothing, a lot is often going on. So I know uh, this morning, you know, just like how many people were speaking about the, the emotions that, are, that have arisen through just paying attention, just through giving the space and the holding to allow them into consciousness, all of these different emotions come up and, and maybe uh, stories as to where they come from. And sometimes that's really helpful. You know, sometimes it, it helps us to understand you know, where they come from and how we can meet them in a new way. And sometimes the stories are just a, um, a distraction that... that keep perpetuating those um, patterns of perception. So it's very important when we practice to, to really bring our wisdom element into the practice. I know when I first started to practice, I wanted somebody to tell me, you know, so tell me what to do. Tell me how I should meet the things that I find here and and uh, I, I was with monks at that time, there were monks near, near where I lived, and they would just laugh, you know. How can we tell you what to do? You have to know what to do. And sometimes we underestimate the, the wisdom that is inherent in, in each of us. So uh, the Buddha, when he, um, he kind of listed these different qualities of the Dharma, and one of the qualities is that the Dharma is to be experienced individually by the wise and that means it doesn't mean anybody else it means it's to be experienced with for yourself with your own wisdom that that you you understand the dharma through applying wisdom to what you experience in the moment and uh, i really appreciated the language this morning of of uh, when people were speaking about their experience. Uh, it's like, I, I, it's very unusual for me to hear that language of colour and form and movement. And uh, that's very much also how my inner experience is often that way. There may be a word, but a lot of it is like a feeling and a movement and an image and a colour and a shift. And it's not very common to be in, a, in an environment where one can speak like that and it's understood, so it's kind of lovely. Uh, 
Um, and I wanted to speak a little bit uh, tonight, it's a little bit more of a classical teaching on, on feeling, on Vedana. And I particularly want to share this because it was so beneficial to me. And it was kind of, uh, it, it, it shifted things enormously for me to, to uh, learn the way that the Buddha taught um, being with feeling. So in the English language, feeling, it has a very broad meaning. And often when we talk about our feelings, we're talking about our emotions and what's going on and emotionally. Um, and when the Buddha uses the word Vedana, which has been translated as feeling, he's going to, he's going to a much more essential, like, like the first contact, you could say, before it's, it's even become an emotion. So he's going right to the initial experience of pleasant feeling. So before pleasant feeling, mm, that's really nice, I like that, it's how do I get more, all of the stuff that we add on top. It's just pleasant feeling. Uh-huh. And then we can enjoy the pleasant feeling. We don't, it's not to dismiss it. There's pleasant feeling, we can be with that. We can open to that because we know that it's feeling, it's there for a while, and then it changes like, like all feelings do. And then unpleasant feeling or painful feeling and again knowing it for what it is okay this is painful feeling it can be painful feeling in the body or painful feeling in the mind or heart same with pleasant feeling it can be in the body or in the mind or heart and and just knowing it for what it is this is pleasant feeling and then there's uh, the neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling it's the one that, the feeling that we don't notice, that we ignore, or that we can't really pay attention to because we just can't feel anything. And that, surprisingly, takes up a lot of our feeling experience. A lot of the experience of feeling is, is, is nothing much, that we just kind of skip over it and, and get onto something more interesting. And uh, when I first heard this teaching, I, it, was, it was kind of revelationary for me, because I, I'm one of those people who's quite sensitive, you know, and I pick up a lot. Uh, a little bit less now, I'm a bit more grounded than I used to be, but, uh, you know, I would be someone who'd walk into a room and, and just pick up all the vibes and be, be, move, be shaken around by it. And, and, uh, and I lived in a community uh, of quite a lot of people, and, and it was kind of painful. It's painful to be walking around picking all this stuff up all the time. And I remember speaking with uh, Ajahn Suchito, who was the abbot there and my teacher at that time, and you know, who's asking me how I was doing. And I was telling him about, oh my God, there's this going on, and there's that, and there's, oh my God, there's this and that. And there was so, it was so, there was so much going on. You know, I was so moved by all of these feelings that were going on. And then he just kind of went, hmm, as he would do. <laughs> And he said, you know, the Buddha talked about three kinds of feeling. And then he listed those, pleasant, unpleasant, and neither pleasant nor unpleasant. And when he said that, it was like, huh? (laughs) You mean it can be that simple, you know? And so I started to look at my experience in that way. And it wasn't a, you know, it's not in a way where you um, you don't also experience the nuance of, 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 relate, of the relational field, it's, that's still there. But it's like, instead of, it's like there's a choice, there's the, there's the whole spectrum of, of the emotion and the story and the experience and how you're moved by it, 
and there's all of that, and then there's coming back to where it started, the very beginning of that, which was a pleasant feeling or a, an unpleasant feeling, usually one of those two. And so I started to practice in that way of just like, you know, and there'd be all of these things going on, getting really upset with that nun who again doing that, and oh, this is a painful feeling, okay. Can I be with it as painful feeling without the story? And it's it's a it's a renunciation because in a way there's a sort of a there's a there's a buzz you know to the story. There's a sense of being somebody. There's a as a, there can be for me anyway quite a lot of righteousness in the story. And and then so you kind of have to give that up because it's just that feeling. And it's not that all of the rest of it isn't there, but you're just coming back to the essence. And then it's like wow. It's just that. And then when you, can see, when you can be with that, so being with that painful feeling, it's painful feeling. And then what comes next is, I don't like it, I don't want it. It's, it's her fault, she shouldn't do that. And it's like, no, this is painful feeling. Mm, okay. And then, you know, the story just, it keeps wanting to tell itself. No, it shouldn't be like that, it's wrong. Well, maybe it is wrong, and this is painful feeling. Can I take care of it? Can I take care of the feeling that is arising here without trying to get rid of it and without fueling it, without adding more fuel to the fire? And uh, I found when I, when I did this, I found actually walking meditation particularly helpful while I was working in this way because you kind of, you know, you can pace it off. <laughs> You're pacing up and down and, the, and the, all of the stuff is going on and then you can keep coming back and it is just painful feeling, particularly if it's, if it's emotional, if it's um, heart. And, uh, and it would slowly kind of calm down and the story would slowly lose its uh, magnitude and, they would, and I would be back to the experience of, this hurts. And then, so, and then I could look at like, why does it hurt? And it might be because I feel like my, my freedom is being infringed upon or, or some, maybe somebody is genuinely doing something wrong, you know. And then like, okay, I need to make really better boundaries here. That isn't okay. Or it might just be like, I'm disappointed because I was hoping things would be otherwise. I've created a story in my mind of how I want it to be and it's not like that. You know, so you start to see where the, like the source of the painful feeling, particularly, and I'm speaking more about the heart at the moment, or the mind. And uh, pa- pleasant feeling, you know, I, I had a lot of, uh, in the early years, it's a bit more, a bit less so these days, but in the early years I had a lot of very pleasant meditation, very blissful meditation. And so I really enjoyed it, I went to the monastery because I loved to meditate, and I liked community, and I liked ethics, and I would sit in meditation and it would be so, so delicious, so blissful. And then I'd notice that uh, in the morning meditations in this one monastery, in the, the, the senior nun, she liked to ring the bell five minutes early so we could have more time to do the chores. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be sitting there in a state of bliss and then ding, and then I'd look at the, be- the clock and it's like, she took away five minutes of my bliss. <laughs> 
and I would be immediately angry. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so when we attach to pleasant feeling, then very quickly painful feeling follows on its foot. <laughs> so, uh, so to then to come back and to, to start to see it as like, okay, this is pleasant feeling. This is really, really pleasant. This is gorgeous. It's lovely. And I love it, and it makes me feel good. And it's a feeling, and it changes. And so hold it lightly. And um, you hear a lot in the, in the teachings about letting go. And sometimes we think of letting go of like, you know, you're holding on to something, and then you've got to let go of it, so you let go, you throw it away. <laughs> but letting go... It can be like that, and it can be like that. You can let go, so you let go around pleasant feeling like that. Oh, there it is, it's like this. It feels like this. And it won't be here forever, and it's like this right now. And you can do the same with painful feeling. It's more difficult because there's more aversion to painful feeling, but it's the same because oh, this is painful feeling. Usually we go, this is painful feeling, ah! <laughs> and then we try and get rid of it, and it, we can't, because we're grasping so hard, and so this is painful feeling. Mm. It's like this. It's painful. Mm-hmm. It's like this. And it is for a while, and then it changes. So... It's a beautiful teaching because it's, uh, it's kind of it's accessible to all of us. It's, it's like cutting down on the proliferation and coming right back to the essence of what is going on. And uh, the Buddha also speaks about what, what underlies feeling. So uh, he talks about the anusaya. So there's the asava and the anusaya. And the asava are like, as some people say, Outflows. Some people say influxes. Uh, different scholars say different things. I, I like outflows because it feels like that. The asava is like the the outflow of, say, anger, aversion, um, lust, desire, where where it's it's arisen in the heart and mind. There's a, a feeling, you know. Maybe you see something really beautiful, attractive, and then there's lust arises, and then you're just, you're in it, you're lost in it already. That's the asava, it's like the the flow that's just taking you there. And uh, and then there's the, so so we can kind of see that going on, I mean, you know, probably even here, where it's all quite sort of gentle, you still see it at the the dining hall or whatever, you know, it happens. So we get a chance to see it, because it happens again and again. And then the more we see it and, the, and then we follow it through, we see the results of that. So sometimes it's uh, nothing much, you know, it's okay, just had an extra whatever. And sometimes it's, it starts to get a problem where I, I, I can't not do it, I have to have it. Or I have, I, I have it to the point where I feel sick, you know. So, so they said that's the asava, that's like the, the flood that, uh, of um, greed or hatred or delusion that, that clouds the mind and that we, that we lost in and we act on. And so when it's kind of out there like that, we, we, we can see it. And if we've got good friends, they can help us to see it. 
and, and then we can start to kind of work on it. And it, you know, these things take a long time. They, can't, they don't just change because we want them to. It takes, uh, it takes effort and practice. And then there's the anusaya, which is the underlying tendencies. So the asava is when they're already out there, and the anusaya is when they're not out there, but they're kind of hidden underneath. So they're, they're, they're also translated as latent tendencies. And uh, so the Buddha points out in, with pleasant feeling, there is the latent tendency to lust, greed, desire. So it doesn't mean that pleasant feeling is bad. Pleasant feeling is simply pleasant feeling. It's, it is what it is. It's beautiful, actually. It is what it is. But tucked away underneath that is the is the latent tendency to, to lust, to want more and more and more and more of pleasant feeling. So that can be very innocent, like in a meditation, or it can be really harmful, you know, like um, rape, you know. So it's, there's, there's a huge spectrum. And so, you know, pleasant feeling is something to be known. It's something that we, we need to understand how to hold like that, how to hold and appreciate like that. And painful feeling has the underlying tendency of aversion, which kind of, you know, it's kind of obvious when, when, you, when you think about it. So a painful feeling arises and the first thing we want to do is get rid of it. We want to get rid of it or we want to space out or we want to get a pleasant feeling to cover it up, to feel something better. And, uh, you know, this, the conditioning for that is, is like, it's so deep, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's biological, actually. You know, we're, we're biologically set up to move away from painful feeling and to move towards pleasant feeling. That's how the bodies are kind of set up. But it's also a, like an endless journey. Because in, in life, there is pleasant feeling and painful feeling. You can't have just pleasant feeling, it does not work. And sometimes I feel like America has, has tried like, you know, has tried to present a, a possibility that one can have just pleasant feeling. If you just do it right, if you just do it right, you'll get just pleasant feeling. And you can stay young forever. <laughs> you know. So people are trying to do that and then they feel like, oh, I'm a failure because I'm feeling painful feeling or I'm aging. I know a, a, quite a number of women who, who actually feel, you know, in their 60s, who actually feel a sense of failure because they're aging. Well, that's kind of heartbreaking because we're meant to age. The body is supposed to age. That's what it does. It's natural. But anyway, so, um, so the underlining tendency to painful feeling is aversion. And uh, so we can, we can notice that. So with the feeling in the heart or feeling in the body, you know, as we sit here through the days, there'll be pain arising, maybe in the knee or the hip or back, or head. Pain arises. And then what we tend to do is we don't like it and then we get tense around it. And that's like doing that. Painful feeling, painful feeling. And the more we grasp it, the more painful it gets because the more tension there is and the more stuck we are. And so 
making space around the painful feeling, knowing it's just that, it's just a feeling. The Buddha talks about feeling like a bubble. He says feeling is like a bubble. And he gives this image of, um, I like the image because it's, it's got such a sort of message of impermanence about it. He gives an image of um, like horses walking through a muddy field and leaving their footprints in the mud and then rain coming and the rain filling up the footprints and as the rain fills it up and keeps, keeps raining, bubbles pop up. You might see that if you're walking around. You, know, you see like when it rains, a puddle is formed and then the raindrops create little bubbles as they, as they drop in. And he says, feeling is like a, like a bubble that's formed in a, in a you know, is it, the whole thing is so transient, you know, the, the mud, the footprint, the rain, the bubble, boop, and, it, and when it's there, it looks so real, it looks so absolutely real, and then boop, it's gone. So he speaks about feeling in that way, and it kind of is that way, but when we're caught in a painful feeling, it feels so solid and real and forever, and like we were saying earlier on, all those stories that we create about, oh my goodness, I'm going to be crippled for life, and you know, will I ever, you know, <laughs> all of the fears that arise around the painful feeling. And that can be bodily feeling, and, and I think it's already been said, and it's very important, so I'm going to say it again. You know, if we, if we have an injury, then we need to take care around painful feeling. Pain is, a, is an indicator, a natural indicator of the body to take care. But uh, in meditation, it can be that we're sitting in meditation and there's incredible pain in our knees, in our back, in our hips. And then the bell rings, and even before we've got up, the pain's gone. (laughs) (laughs) So if that happens, you can trust that that's like what you could call a phantom pain. That's a tension, tension pain. Or it might be that we get up and then within about three seconds, the pain is gone. Then you don't need to worry about it. That's just tension, that's just resistance. And it's very natural that the body does that. And after a while it drops it. If we, if we don't give in to the mind in that sort of context, then it, after a while it just drops it and all's well. So you have to you know, be discerning with your body. Um, so just recognizing how you know, pain arises and we reverse. We don't like it, we're afraid of it, we want to get rid of it. And that aversion adds to the pain. So instead we can breathe around the pain. We can breathe metta, that's really nice. Take in, like breathe in metta and breathe it around the painful feeling. We can breathe it through the painful feeling. Sometimes it's just an energy block. And just imagining the breath going through that block helps release it. Uh, or it might be that we, we actually have to deal with chronic pain, you know, physical chronic pain, whether we're in this hall or not. And that's really tough. You know? And uh, I think a large part of the, the difficulty of, around chronic pain is, is the fear of, or, the, or the grief of losing what we used to be able to do before it was there. And so then we need to meet that. We need to meet that, that's like pain of the heart. Go there to that, that sense of loss and take care of that. And then, you know, look at like, you know, it's, it's, it, grieving is, is, it comes from remembering how it was, wishing it was still like that, and then recognizing how it is now. 
And I, I think of it like a lock system, you know, in a, in a canal where you're, you're up here, you're going along the canal, you're up here, and then you've got to get down here to a lower lock because life isn't up here anymore. <laughs> it's down here now. But you're not ready for that yet. So it's like the grieving is the letting out the water until you can get down to how it actually is now. And then once you're here with how it actually is now, you can just carry on your journey and it's okay. It's different, but it's okay. And uh, so chronic, and so then there's, you know, there's the heart pain and then there's the physical pain. And you know, bodies experience pleasure and pain. That's how they're made. And the, you know, the pains that we experience in our daily life First of all, just like acknowledging, like this is, it's meant to be like this. It's not, there's nothing wrong. And uh, I, I don't know if it's useful to you, but I, I also reflect on, you know, when I die, it might be really painful, who knows? Not, not in a kind of way that makes me frightened, but it could be that my death is painful. And so wouldn't it be good to kind of be prepared now learn now how to be with painful feelings so that when it comes to the end I'm not desperately struggling against a painful feeling when I actually kind of want light to have my mind a little bit more clear and centred. So it's like a, you can see it as an opportunity, like a preparation. And uh, then there's the, the vast expanse of neutral feeling which we tend not to notice. I think especially now, actually, in the technological age where we spend so much time, you know, on iPads and smartphones and computers, and it's all in the mind, it's all mind, mind and eyes, visual, it's all here. And so, like, where's the body when we're doing that? There's this, like, there's, there's all the stimulation going on in the mind and the eyes, and then there's, like... A, large experience of neutral feeling going on underneath <laughs> that we're not really aware of the body and, uh, and the Buddha says that the, the underlying tendency to neutral feeling is ignorance or delusion so uh, it kind of makes sense when you think about it because we ignore neutral feeling we think what is it, it's, can't feel anything, just next so the underlying tendency to neutral feeling is ignorance. And the path of awakening is about awakening from ignorance into presence. So to, you know, you have opportunity on this retreat, you have times of sitting where maybe nothing much is going on, to uh, be with neutral feeling, see what it's like. And um, I'm going to do a little guided meditation this last 15 minutes and, and to, to just to guide you through those three kinds of feeling. So if we're looking for a sensation of neutral feeling then we kind of get a bit confused because it doesn't feel like anything much. But it's more like we, we bring our attention and if we feel nothing or nothing in particular or numbness then we know that that is neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling. And what I found is if we, uh, I'm not going to go into that on this meditation too much because it's quite short, but 
what I've found is if we dwell, if we if we allow our mind to settle, our attention to settle on places that appear to be neutral, quite often there's 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 actually quite a lot in there that isn't uh, being met. So as we as we stay with neutral feeling, it it comes into colour. It doesn't stay bland. Okay. So for this meditation, we're going to do a body sweeping. So we sweep our attention, we begin at the, the crown of the head, and we'll sweep our attention all the way down through the body, down to the soles of the feet. And then we'll sweep our attention up from the soles of the feet all the way to the crown of the head again, and then down to the soles of the feet again. And I'll just guide you through it. So bringing your attention, I think you've all developed the posture, and bring your attention to the crown of your head. Just be aware, what does it feel like at the crown of your head? And now as we sweep down, even though there are probably many different sensations in your body, I'd like to invite you to just notice the pleasant feeling. So as we sweep from the crown of the head, just going through, for me I do it like a CAT scan, I find that most useful, but you might might like to just sweep over the surface of the body, whatever works. So bringing your attention down through the head, just noticing any pleasant feeling. And if there is no pleasant feeling, then you know that. And you include your face, your lips, your ears. You might be able to feel your hair, if you have any. <laughs> so just bring your attention, sweeping down the head Noticing any pleasant feeling. It can be subtle. The jaw. And down your neck. And coming down to your shoulders any pleasant feeling. And down your arms, just going down both arms, all the way to your hands, palms, tips of your fingers. And coming back up to your 
body, your upper body, from the shoulders down, just sweeping your attention gradually down your torso. Just noticing any pleasant feeling that is present. So if there's painful feeling, it doesn't cancel out the pleasant. And if there's painful feeling, you can say, okay, you know, we're going to come to you soon. But right now, we're paying attention to pleasant feeling. Going all the way down through the body, right down to your pelvic floor. And going down your legs. You can do both legs together. Is there any pleasant feeling? all the way down through your ankles and down to your feet, soles of your feet and the tips of your toes. Seeing what you find. And now from the tips of your toes, moving your attention back up. And this time you're noticing any painful feeling that might be present. So we don't rush to the nearest, loudest painful feeling. But we just systematically scan from the, from the tips of the toes and the soles of the feet up. And then when we notice a painful feeling, then we note the painful feeling and then we just keep going. Through the lower legs.
and moving up the thighs. Up into the pelvis. And keeping on moving up your torso. Steadily moving all the way up. Noticing any painful feeling. Until you get all the way up to your shoulders. Then coming back to the tips of your fingers, moving your attention up through your hands, just noticing any painful feeling that's present through your wrists. And coming up your arms. all the way up to your shoulders again. And then keep going up through your neck. And to your head. Scanning through the head or over on the surface, any painful feeling until you get to the crown of your head. And now, from the crown of the head, we're going to scan, moving down again. And this time, noticing neutral feeling, neither pleasant nor unpleasant. So we might be passing by some pleasant feelings and painful feelings. 
but we're noticing that which is neither pleasant nor unpleasant. You may experience it as a, as a space or maybe numbness or just nothing much going on. So it's also important to pay attention to this. So from the crown of the head, coming down through your head. If you feel no head at all, then you can know that there's neither pleasant nor unpleasant feeling going on. And coming down through your neck. And if you have feelings and you're not quite sure which, you know, you can feel something but you're not quite sure is it pleasant, is it unpleasant, just call it neither for now. And then you keep going down to your shoulders. <coughs> down your arms. All the way to your fingertips. And just notice how the mind gets restless, you know, it doesn't know what to do with itself because it's trying to pay attention to what isn't very exciting. So just training the mind to be also present with what is not yet very clear. All the way down to the fingertips. And coming back up to your shoulders and sweeping your attention down through the torso. Just noticing any neutral feeling, any part that is not either pleasant or unpleasant. Just keep sweeping down through your torso. All the way down through your belly, down to the pelvic floor. And keeping on going down through your legs. So painful feeling doesn't cancel out the neutral feeling that is also present. Going down consciously. Through your knees, lower legs. all the way down to your ankles and your feet, to 
the tips of your toes. And now let your attention just take in the whole of your body. The whole of your body sitting here. It has some pleasant feeling, some painful feeling, probably quite a bit of neither, pleasant or unpleasant. It's all here, it all belongs. And when we know when we can be present with what is here and now, then it doesn't drive us secretly. Then we kind of have the upper hand. We know what is going on. We have a little more choice in how we meet it. And just as a closure to this meditation, taking in the whole of this body. I'd like to invite you to also bring a sense of, of kindness, of metta, to this body that, that feels this sensitive body. half an hour of walking meditation now and uh, you know you can do the same practice while you're walking thank you for listening to learn how you can support the teachers and dharma seed please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate